and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Pat, not the intern, and uh, I am uh, recording from Oak Park, home of the town over from the world champion Chicago Cubs. Uh, we don't have a, a guest guest, but we have our usual co-host, and uh, we're just going to get straight to business. So, Jennifer, how you doing? What's new? Uh, nothing's new. I mean, other than the Cubs being the champions, it's pretty great. I feel like it has been a while since the Cubs won a World Series. I don't know exactly how long. It hasn't been all over. No one's been reminding us. Every form of media. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's, it seems like I, I don't I don't personally remember them winning a World Series before, so it's probably been at least like 20, 30 years. We should probably cancel the Fantasy Football co- Podcast and just talk about that game. It's funny, today everyone was like, oh my God, best game ever, so good. And I'm not saying it wasn't a good game, but it was also like an excruciatingly tense game. And it's funny how the instant it ends, it becomes, oh, that was so awesome, where when it's happening, like, I'm sure everyone's blood pressure was just through the roof. Yeah, I mean, close games with big lead changes are considered good. For instance, uh, commonly cited as the best college football game of all time was USC losing to Texas in the Rose Bowl in a very uh, excruciating fashion. It's like the worst college football game of all time, I think, but a lot of people think it's the best of all time. So is that like a common phenomenon in sports that like the fans of a particular team don't like the game, but everyone else who's not that invested thinks it's great because it was close. Yeah, it was exciting and close. Uh, like, um, for like, instance, wasn't that Cleveland game? Cleveland and the Warriors. Am I getting those teams right? The NBA. Yeah, yeah last the- year that was like I thought that was like an exciting game. I bet the Warriors don't agree. Yeah, yeah, the, and the block from behind, big, big play. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. Uh. As always, because like 75% of my sports references go back to Bill Simmons. Um, This is back when he was still good. Uh, He had a a thing called the levels of losing. Like there's the stomach punch game and this game and that game. And so uh, I imagine, I hope that he will tweet or even better write an article, but he doesn't do that anymore. Uh, A new update his article and add a new level of losing for the Cleveland Indians because that was a terrible way to go and an excellent way for the Cubs to win. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm having trouble giving a shit <laughs> for, for them. Yeah. I just feel like, come on, even they had to know that the Cubs, it was more important for them. I mean, it had been a very long time for the Indians as and well, the, but the Cubs are cuter. Everyone loves them. That was one thing I could not get over. Pat and I talked about this a lot. I felt like the Cubs were just so adorable. I have like five new crushes on the different Cubs players. Like one of them looks like a fucking deer. Was that a pitcher? Carl Edwards Jr. He's so adorable. I just want to like take a little forest walk with him. Yeah, he is. He is a skinny little uh, cartoon character of a man. Right, exactly. And there's so much of that. And then the the Cleveland Indians just looked like, I don't know, the villains from fucking Space Jam. They just had like terrifying hair and terrifying facial hair. And they looked like, Pat kept calling them like the, the bullies, like the elementary school bullies, like like the Home Alone older brother and stuff. Yeah, they just they didn't look as friendly, and uh, they have a racist mascot, so there you go. Anyway, uh, shall we begin the fantasy football portion of this fantasy football podcast? Oh, sure. I think I've got a transition. Oh, great. Yeah, so we've talked a lot about how I do not enjoy when my games are close, even when I win. So this week, I very much did not win, and the game was not very close. And uh, I, I mean, I would have liked to win, but... In some ways, I pre- I don't know. Like, I liked not 
caring. I liked being like, meh, it's over. The sweet release of resignation. Yeah, I just don't like the stress, man. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. I'm not cut that. out to be a sports fan. Yeah, uh, that is very true, uh, Jen. This is like, I'm pretty sure this is like, I don't know, the second complete baseball game Jen ever watched. And she was like freaking out and also didn't know any of the Cubs. She's like, oh, I think he's nice. Oh, he seems nice. Oh, he seems, I should, I, I, it takes one game and I like these guys. It's like, exactly. Yeah, that ha- but you've experienced this with me before. Like if you can get me to sit through a sporting event and you can tie it to like a narrative of the team or certain players or the coach, like you can get me interested. That's worked with basketball before. You've gotten me interested. You just got to learn to do it earlier in the season. I mean, I don't know if it's also, I mean. I guess, not, yeah, I don't know if you care. Yeah, exactly. It's not like my job to make you like every sport. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, the Cubs are great and they won and they are likable and mostly very young and uh, hopefully they'll continue to be good. But either way, they won a championship. Except Chapman. Fuck Chapman. Yeah, he did shoot a gun in the vicinity of his girlfriend. Can't get behind that. No, not good. Anyway, so. All right. So my transition was <laughs> um, that in some ways I didn't mind this loss as much. Also, I think because Meg Collins had so many people on by and I was, I don't want to say cocky, but I thought like more than usual, I felt like I had a chance and it just became very clear on Sunday. Like she was doing really well. So I just feel like she earned it. My team did not show up. Fucking Russell Wilson is fucking nine points and is fucking useless. Like third pound round draft pick. Earning that explicit tag. Thanks, yeah. iTunes. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't, I didn't do well. She did. She didn't have a full team. She got a hundred points. We all know how important that is to me. I just feel like way to go, Meg. I am sad that I am no longer tied with Gary, but meh, what can you do? You know how Meg could have scored eight more points? Yeah. <laughs> not starting a defense, defense. at all. <gasps> Negative eight. Oh, fucking defense. She texted me on Sunday, a quite funny text about like, I'm in the positives. <laughs> and it was like halfway through the first round of games because it took her a minute to dig out of the hole that her defense left her in. Yeah, negative eight is terrible. I think I looked up the rules, and I think maybe like negative 13 is the lowest possible if you give up like over 500 yards and like over 35 points and don't have any sacks or interceptions or anything. Something around negative 13 is the lowest possible score for defense. It's very bad. Negative eight is very, very bad. Uh, Speaking of low scores, this was my personal low of the season. So, yeah, not good. Um, Meg Collins is now tied with her husband, Nick. They both are five and three. What do you think of that? Oh, way to go. I didn't understand, but then I... Yeah, that's good. Five and three is a very good record. Yeah, and I'm just saying. Um, so with that, we can move to Nick's game against Casey. Nick lost. Casey got a lot of points. Uh, just a tremendous number, 123, high score of the week. I was also... Oh, no, I wasn't quite the low score of the week. That was Abby. I was the second lowest score of the week. But uh, Casey, high score of the week... Nick, unfortunately, losing for the second week in a row. Casey, I think it's because of Gronk. He's back. He scored 69 touchdowns. Gotta love it. Uh, Yeah, almost a 40-point victory for Casey. He uh, enjoyed beating the former number one team. He sent me mildly trash-talking text messages, and and I contemplated trying to institute a new segment of Trash Talk, uh, which, by the way, feel free, either text me or email the podcast email address, and let's, uh, I'm always game for more segments. That'd be fun. It'd be like one of those funny shout-outs, like, Rosie Smith from 
Wheaton, Illinois, wants to tell her husband of 40 years, I love you so much, except for yours will be like... <laughs> Casey Johnson says, next beer sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. Will you, if, if they swear, would you read the swears? Because you do not yourself choose to use uh, adult language. <laughs> so you're saying I'm a child. <laughs> I'm just trying to use, I don't know, euphemism. You don't swear. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, depends on how bad it is. I, 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 I probably... It could be really enjoyable. You yeah. guys, write in, make the subject of your email trash talk, and Pat will read explicit texts on air. Casey Johnson, I'm looking at you, but Nick, I think you could do some strong work here too. And frankly, Meg Collins, um, I have maybe never seen Pat laugh so hard at something crass as when you said the word chubby in law school at a softball game. I've, I've laughed at crass things all the time. Coarse language is often used for very good humorous effect. And I'm just saying Meg Collins does it very well. So Nick, Meg, Casey, trash talk, send it in. I'm excited. Uh, anyway, so Casey did a great job. 123 points, uh, 35 points from Derek Carr, freaking 22 points from Matt Forte, and uh, Rob Gronkowski back in a big way. And the Panthers defense scored 18, so only you know 26 more points than Ben Collins scored this week at defense. Uh, that's crazy. So good job, Casey. Rough uh, go of it, Nick, but I'm sure you'll be back. Uh, I think like his whole team was on by because the Steelers were on by. As previously mentioned, he was very reliant on the, on the Steelers, and uh, that hurts. It might not surprise you to hear that this is Casey's personal high of the season. Very respectable. 123 points. Well, let's go to another high-scoring team, looking at Gary Nelson, current number one. Actually, I'm going to save Gary. Scratch that. Who is your Scratched. game of the week? That would be uh, Nick versus Casey, and I oh, believe, I think shoot. I called a Casey upset victory. Well, not upset by projection, but upset by rankings. Uh, I believe that was the match of the week, and I uh, think I said Casey was going to win, and it did happen. Oh, we need to keep it. We need to just like write that down on your uh, little pad. For too now. bad. I mean, there's like no record of any of my predictions. No one will ever know. There's no way to verify it. I'm not listening to the podcast again. The entire thing. Not doing it right now. We're just. Well, I'll be right back in about an hour and fifteen minutes. No. We're just going to listen to the podcast oh real fast. Okay. Well, let's go to the match that you regretted not making the match of the week. The moment after you declared the match of the week, which would be the battle of the Jane Austens. Yes, the uh, team names that I will forever struggle remembering which is which: Punt and Prejudice, Abby Saul versus Sense and Penalty, Annalisa Johnson. Two of the league biggies. Your your personal favorite fantasy football team, a good title matchup. How did it feel for you? Was it everything you hoped it could be? Uh, well, you know, uh, it was not for two reasons. No, not that I'm rooting against Annalisa, but I'm rooting for Abby to complete the turnaround. And so I'm sad that she lost. And so she's down to one in seven. Uh, and also it wasn't very close uh, in the end. It was about a 25 point victory. So, uh, I would say that I would have preferred it to be a little bit closer and possibly even an Abby win, but, uh, not for anything against Annalisa, just, uh, to, to keep things, uh, you know, close. All right. So unfortunately, uh, Jane didn't, didn't live up to her, uh, dramatic proclivity or something. Any thoughts, Jen? No, I think we can keep moving. Okay. I don't, I don't disagree with anything you said, but I feel like Abby's games are, firmly in your 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 wheelhouse of analysis and there's nothing that i can add okay sure uh also, what next you guys i'm trying to keep things moving because i need to go to bed let's be real uh, yeah it is 907 as of current <laughs> recording so I have stuff to do okay <laughs> uh megan versus you sister-in-law brother-in-law uh you won 
Yeah, you don't won. You don't have to sound quite so surprised. I mean, I kind of forgot that you won until I looked down. That's how your season's been. <laughs> and I mean, I've won four games. It's yeah, not you e- and Megan are both four and four now. Yeah, it's not like I have be- not won any games this season. I think it's because you're also in a lot of other leagues and you just keep whining about losing. So you're really not making me come across too well here, Jen. <laughs> I'm guys. I'm overstating it for comedic effect. Anyway, I did win uh, by about thirteen points. It was uh, you know an okay. I I got close again to the the triple digit mark that you care so much about and didn't quite make it. I don't think that's that close. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Would have beaten you by even more. Burn. Well, everyone has their weeks. Uh, I don't remember what, who beat you week one. Oh, it was me. It was I beat you week one. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, I I pulled off the victory. I uh, did okay, and uh, Meg did less okay, and that <laughs> resulted in me winning. That's what happens sometimes. Yep. <laughs> sometimes the better, the slightly more okay team wins. I mean, in, in the given week, not overall. Uh, is, is it, wait, it says your top scorer was Matt Ryan for eight points, and hers was Devontae Freeman for six points? That's broken. I think that probably is counting this week's scores, because it's currently oh. Thursday and the Thursday night game, and those both happen to be uh, Falcons. Uh, so, yeah, that is not accurate. Oh, because for the rest of the teams, it looks accurate. Yeah, because yeah. Matt Ryan got 24 points. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it just, Sorry, that was briefly very confusing ESPN's website is very broken with, like, and if you go to um, the, like, fantasy cast and, it, and, like, before the next game start, uh, but before it refreshes everything properly, it'll give, like, last week's line as this week's line and stuff. It's very broken in a lot of ways. So just something you have to be pr- prepared for. Jen's rolling her eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. Um, all right. So let's talk about Gary. Origin of the special teams. And Tim. Romo and Juliet. Oh, I like how you picked up what I was laying down there. I do what I can. Uh, Gary now in solo possession of first place with a seven and one record. Way Tim, to go, Gary Bears! With a very respectable score, he would have beaten a number of teams this week. Hey, Jen. Oh, I just realized as you said those numbers, Gary and Abby, complete mirror images right now. That is true. Seven and it's, one and one and seven. It's like season one. It is. Man. Anyway, so Gary solo first, uh, seven and one, very good start. Remember when we were talking about Nick having the best start of all time potentially? And now he's two games behind Gary. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Well, for, is for there Nick. anything you want to talk about specifically with this game, or can I just move right on to the stats pertaining to this game? I think uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, that nothing jumps out. Just go, go crazy and let's hit me with some stat knowledge. All right. So um, Gary now has seven 100-point games, which is tied with himself for the second most 100-point games in a season. I think I incorrectly reported last week that Gary had actually had uh, the most 100-point games, and I think I was thinking of his seven 100-point games before. But I was forgetting, because I wasn't looking at my fancy spreadsheets, that Pat and Megan both had eight 100-point games just last year. Man, that's very interesting. I distinctly remember you talking about Megan having the records. You never mentioned me once. I definitely didn't. I'm I'm a little worried about what that says. I feel a little bad. Uh, I feel a little neglected. Yeah, no, you and Megan are co-holders of the current league record for eight 100-point games. Gary has a lot of time. Yeah, no, he's probably going to be the record. But I, I, I had a very good season last season. Yes, you did, and so did Megan. Absolutely. She had the record breaking season. How did that work out for both of you? We did not win. Uh, Gary has what six wins in a row and that is the longest winning streak 
uh, I failed to report or even notice last week that I had six wins in a row. So I, for one brief moment, held the solo record for the longest winning streak, but now we're tied. You, you, you had the record alone? You weren't tied with anyone else? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm the worst. Annalisa, 2013, also six games. I was going to say. Sorry. For one brief shining moment, I was co- co-holder. It's less exciting now. Yeah. Anyway, so Gary, uh, Annalisa, and I are in a three-way tie for six wins in a row. If Gary can win this week, notably against me, uh, he will have the record all by his lonesome with seven wins in a row, which will be hard for someone to beat. Yeah, it's a short season. Uh, so, Jen, I'm going to ask you another stat that you don't know. What? Um, is Gary on pace to break the record for most regular season points? Because he has all these... He's, he seems to be in prime position to break all sorts of offensive records. No, I don't think so. How do you have this information to, in front of you? He just hasn't been scoring like insane numbers. He's been... I mean, I feel like consistently scoring over 100 no, Gary, points. No, Gary is currently rocking the magic formula that Tim was rocking not too many weeks ago, which is he has the most points overall, but he also has the least points scored against him. That That is a, a recipe for success if I ever heard one. And he's not outscoring other people by a lot. Yeah. Anyway, I was just wondering. Megan, Megan last year was like a f- monster. I can, I can pull up the point spreadsheet and we can talk about it. But it requires math because you have to know points per week and then divide the other one by points per week and get the well, average. Well, I'm, I'm going to have you look at it and you can give it a, lo- a little little guesstimate. A little, little once over. So why don't you tell us about something entertaining while I pull up that spreadsheet? Well, guys, PlayStation VR is a new technology oh, no. that everyone should be interested in. I have you it in my house. just had that at the ready. And uh, everyone should come over and play VR. Actually, a, a decent percentage of the league already has, uh, but I think even more people should. Uh, it's very fun. The tracking is sometimes a little bit shaky because it's relying on old camera technology, but the screen is very good uh, and it's very easy to set up. See, I had, I'm, I'm, I'm good now. I had all of my stats like conveniently placed outside of my spreadsheet so that they'd be easy, easily accessible. I wasn't anticipating a spreadsheet necessary question. I always like to keep you on your toes. Okay. So Gary, uh, this season has 866 points. Is that including week eight? Yes. Okay. So that is 108.25 points per week. Megan last season scored 14.23 points. That's 109.5 points per week. So it's very close. That is so much closer than I thought. I know. I thought you under-respected uh, the Gare Bear and his, uh, his onslaught. I guess I did. Yeah. Although, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, Megan kind of, she did taper off at the end. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. So my point is, uh, Gary, you know, just picks it up a little bit uh, over the last uh, third of the season. And you could have, like, all the records, like... You know, longest win streak and most points scored and all sorts of stuff. While we're looking at the total points sheet, uh, there is a change there. Nick still has the most points out of anyone. Um, However, I now have had the most points scored against me. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, it was a real team effort. Uh, I want to thank uh, especially, uh, you know, Nick probably contributed the most to that because he has the most points. Probably Annalisa because she's been very strong. Uh, I think uh, Meg Murphy did really well. Obviously, the person to push it over the top uh, this week was 
you know, Meg Collins. So really, it's a team effort. And I want to thank everyone and really just keep up the good work. Apply that pressure to Jen and make sure she earns those those W's. Yeah, it's it's uh, great. I really appreciate it. If you guys could lay the fuck off. Yeah. So good job. Anywho, what else we got? Important. Everyone update. Uh, they, I'm part of that. <laughs> yeah, you are part of that. Although you didn't actually contribute to it this week. Uh, always <laughs> left out. I know it's true. It's rough to be a bat. Yeah. Um. So who scored 100 point games this week? Gary, Annalisa, or yeah, is that right? Yes, Casey, obviously with the 123, uh, and one more. Gary, Meg Collins, Annalisa, and Casey. Because of those four 100-point games, we now have, as a league, have scored 35 100-point games. That is the same amount that we scored in the entire 2013 regular season. And we have five weeks left. Way to go, everyone. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, I, I, I'd have, I really I should look at it, like try to figure out reasons for increased scoring. But certainly a part of it is the fact that we have decimal scoring now because in all, the, all those things used to be rounded down and now they're not. But that would not make as big a difference as we have. Uh, so there, there are other yeah. factors for sure. And I think it's neat. Yeah. Um, so in just do we want to go to like the full-on stats corner? I feel like we already maybe are there. Did we finish all of the Gary stats? Yeah, no, the matchups. yeah, we did. Okay, sure. Let's take a quick detour. I mean, no, uh, actually, not even a no. Detour. You know, I think, I think, I think the stats corner may have passed us by. Oh, but I just I hear the music faintly in the background. You can play like exit music. It's so tempting. It's it's called it's a siren song. The nerdy chip tunes. Well, I just wanted to take a minute to comment on the general state of the league. So now, um, a couple weeks ago, things were really clustered, and now we've sort of like spread out into a nice normal distribution. We have we have a leader. We have a loser. They're married. Um, although <laughs> you had to, to call someone a loser. <laughs> to, I guess. Uh, a leader and a a what? Caboose. <laughs> we have a leader. We have a caboose. Um, all right. I'm sure Abby would rather be called a caboose. Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> we should just start sending her gifs of cabooses. I work at the Railroad Retirement Board. Whoever's, I'm sure playing, I got whoever's playing Abby this week, just caboose gifs. <laughs> all day. All day long. Um, in Abby's defense, again, Gary has the magic formula. He has scored a lot of points, but he also has not had that many points scored against him. People have scored over 200 points more. 200 more points have been scored against Abby than against Gary. So it is not purely Abby's team. Some of it is that them's the breaks. Indeed. The breaks on the caboose. <laughs> which I, which you would think you would want it then on the engine because that's the thing that's moving things forward. But no, the it's caboose. almost like I don't understand trains. No, I know. Yeah, and also I, I was just deliberately... You should have a Mr. Muffin as a guest. That would probably go very well. <laughs> we should just really draw the train analogy out. Anyway... To um, the audience, uh, that some of you don't know that. But uh, I, I did want to draw your attention to the fact that we're roughly in points four order. That the top, especially the top four, we're... One, two, three, four are all in order of points scored. And it's really quite close throughout the rest of the, the lineup. I mean, there's not any obvious outliers. Abby, Tim, and Casey are in the middle in the 600s. Um, I mean, at the bottom of the 600s. Gary, Nick, and I are at the top of the 800s, and everybody else is in the 700s. So are you, are you liking that? Does that make you feel like satisfied with the state of the fantasy universe? Oh, yeah. I certainly, that's more fair. That's the way I prefer it, I, I, would, I would certainly say. Uh, yeah. So what I wanted to do really quickly, and this is related to stats, um, but also related to that concept of things being roughly in order, I want to do a little pack quiz. 
Oh, oh dear. I'm not prepared. Yeah. So this is um, overall points scored in league history. Okay. And I want to see how it corresponds to your power rankings and also kind of your impressions. So do you have my power rankings up? No. You don't memorize them? No, I don't have. Well, I mean, I sort of do, but I don't fully have them memorized. I'll pull, I'll pull them up afterwards. Well, yeah, because I don't. Total points scored is going to be tricky to look at without looking at the power rankings. But. Oh, I'm just kidding. I actually did write down your power rankings. Okay, good. Okay. So, um, number one in the power rankings? Jen Murphy. Number one in points scored? Uh, Nick. Correct. Uh, number two in the power rankings? Meg Murphy. Who do you think is number two in points scored? Um, Annalisa. Correct. She, this is crazy to me. Uh, she has scored 63 less points than Nick overall. That is one of the bigger gaps that we're going to see. So Nick has a, a hefty lead in points scored. I mean, yeah, 63 points is nothing over the course of four seasons. Yeah. I know. That's how tight it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, so third in points scored. Who do you think that is? You. That's true. And Annalise only has 16 more points than me. So Annalise and I are right there next to each other, but Nick's got a bit of a jump on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three in the power rankings, of course, is Nick. I don't think it's helpful for me to go through one and then the other. So let's just stick with points four. Then I'll read them off. And then I'll, I'll just show you the screen after that. Okay. <laughs> you were impatient with that amount of explanation. No, it was fine. Um, who do you think is fourth in most points scored? I'm going to go with Abby. Megan. Megan Murphy. Oh, that was my next, yeah. Only 25 points less than me. So again, right there. Uh, who do you think has scored the fifth most points in league history? Well, now, because I already said Abby, I'm going to have to go Abby. You. Oh, yay! Me! <laughs> yay, Pat. Six, <laughs> 33 points less than Megan. Okay. Uh, who do you think has scored the sixth most points? Obviously, I'm going to have to keep guessing Abby until it's Abby, because I already said that. I don't I know if this is was... becoming embarrassing for you or for Abby, but it's Gary. That's very surprising. But again, this season, obviously, is bringing that up. He scored 69 points less than you. Ah. So this is actually like we start seeing a, a pretty big divide. So over you say he's sixth? He's sixth. So there's a top half, bottom half situation? Yeah. Um, who do you think is next? I, I already announced my strategy here. <laughs> she's going to keep guessing Abby until yes. we get to the caboose? Yep. Well, I know okay, she's fine. not the caboose. No, this time it, you're right. It is Abby. Although 100 points less than Gary. That's actually Dang. the biggest jump. Yeah, we're going to have to like... So really it's not like top half, bottom. It's, if this were like... A draft guide for fantasy football teams. This we'd be in tiers, and Nick would be tier one, and then two through five would be tier two, and now two through four, really. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, five. Right. Hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. Anyway. Uh, all right, and then we have. Uh, what do you think the last three? What order do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with Meg Collins, and then I'm just don't don't interrupt. I'm gonna. I got it. Meg Collins, then Casey, then Tim. Meg Collins, Tim, and Casey. Oh, so close. Yeah. Um, and Tim only has uh, 44 more, more, more points than Casey, so they're pretty close. But as you observed, we're all actually pretty close in points overall. And um, points is not everything by any means. As I am always arguing, a lot of it is consistency, not having crazy weeks and less crazy weeks. So uh, anyway, so here I'll let you see the screen. We go Nick, Annalisa, me, Megan, you, I can't read them off anymore because now I can't see you, Gary, Abby, Meg, Tim, Casey. How do you feel that compares to the power rankings? And what does that say to you about, I don't know, stuff? Well, I mean, um, the, it's, 
not like terribly far from the power rankings and uh, obviously cumulative points scored was a very big part of the power rankings and and the power rankings don't include this season so uh i would say that yes it includes um it is similar except for mostly this season where it has diverged so and that is as i would expect all right super fun <laughs> sorry well, uh, let's take a quick look at this week. I think we should do a different format, a get Jen in bed format, if you will. Uh, I don't, don't, I'm not familiar with that format. <laughs> why don't you just tell us who the match of the week is? We can talk about that first. Okay. ESPN appears to be broken. Great. <laughs> so from memory. Uh, no, I will look on my phone. Do, oh, do, man. Do, do, obviously, do, it has to be you do, versus do. Gary. Uh, I'm okay. Last week, May Collins won with like half her team on buy, and I was impressed. Well, this week, I've got a lot of people on buy. This is not going to be the match of the week. I have like my two number one running backs on buy. Uh, well, as of recording at nine twenty five on Thursday, you are off to a stellar start. Uh, so probably again, the world's smallest violin is playing its sad, sad song just for you, Jen. I guess I haven't looked at the. Uh, we are just past halftime and Mike Evans has 19.7 points. Well, I'm into that. But before these games started, I believe I was projected to lose by 10 points. Well, now you're projected to win by three and it's, uh, you guys have three losses between you in week eight. So obviously that's the match. Yeah. Of the all right. Fine. But I just want to tell everyone right now, I'll be very impressed with myself if I win, just like I was impressed with Meg Collins. So it's yours to lose Nelson. So just, just like it, except for obviously more impressed with herself because we're talking about Jen here. No, not really. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, that I'm I'm putting the official stamp. <gasps> Match of the week. Also, importantly, Gary and I are uh, tied two and two all time. So, and this is the this is the only time we're facing each other this season. So one of us will get the W for the season and also end up with a an advantage in our personal matchup records. Any other matches that you're looking at this week and that we should be paying attention to? Obviously, everyone's match is very important. Yeah, but do any of them have like particularly important consequences, or do they look particularly exciting? Just, just the best, Pat. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, again, uh, should we introduce like a trouncing of the week, like the the match you think is just going to be a blowout? I mean, where? Well, that seems rude. I know. I just I'm trying to give you material here, friend. Uh, here, well, here you go. This will be fun. Well, okay, right now, <laughs> as I'm looking at the scoreboard, uh, Meg Murphy needs to get on it. Uh, she has uh, like three or four people on by in her lineup. So she's currently projected to have a total of 45 points, which is not going to cut it against Nick Spear, former number one team. Uh, so that is currently by far the trouncing of the week. Um, and then I was going to say by projections, which again, I keep pointing the projections even though i think they're laughable and stupid but it is the easiest thing to look at at a glance so espn projections are dumb but they're also useful for talking uh the currently projected to be the uh wimp fight of the week is tim versus annalisa uh projected to be a nail biter at 76 to 75 oh geez that yeah yeah that's a good one yeah uh but yeah meg meg murphy come on pick it up do you think uh your your girl's gonna win this week uh, you mean my my loving wife Jennifer Murphy? No, I think that's gonna be very close. When you're off to a great start, and I love you, and I hope you, you win. You know what caboose I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, this is you know, it's currently she's uh, projected to win a big zero point seven points on the board. So obviously, you can't take those points away from her. 
Uh, the, my app does tell me right here, top scorer, A. Smith, 0.7 points. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Casey had a huge week last week. Uh, they're both... You know, they're both uh, struggling a little bit this season. Obviously, uh, Abby more than Casey, but they're both looking for redemption. Um, I would say, uh, you know, it's certainly possible. I, I, I'd i say it's a real coin flip, just like Game 7 of the World Series was a real coin flip. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to win? <laughs> um, I don't, actually. I'm not very uh, confident at all. Um, all right, and uh, hot take, Megan or Nick? Well, I mean, Megan is so far from complete. I'm just at I'm, conclusions here, friend. Well, yeah, Nick, I'm giving it to Nick when she has Tamara like, Annalisa. Uh, Annalisa, she uh she had a big week last Abby week. Abby or Casey. Uh it's uh, that's the one I just said was a coin flip, but I'll I'll say uh Abby. Always, you or Meg Collins? I said Meg Collins. Me or Gary? You. Oh jeez. Aw, shucks, friend. Also, uh, other two-and-two matchups this week. Tim and Annalisa, two-and-two all-time, and you and Meg Collins, two-and-two all-time. So, going to be a lot of winners and losers after this week, Pat. Am I right? Probably approximately five winners and five losers. Explain to me again how it works. I mean, I'm still waiting for that elusive tie with decimal scoring. Uh, So maybe we won't have exactly five winners and five losers. It would be really impressive and also really infuriating if that happened. All right. Well, it was fun hanging out with you folks. We really uh, didn't want to do this tonight. And by we, I mean me. I I wanted there to be a podcast this week. I didn't feel like recording it. So I hope that it was still entertaining. I hope uh, I haven't ruined your love of our podcast. Whatever love you had. I can try harder right now if you want. And this is real like... (laughs) audience hating sign out no i just i didn't feel prepared it felt like a kind of harried week i don't know yeah i mean when you're staying up until like midnight every night watching the cubs it's hard to hard to get things done yeah we have a baby we sure do she's got you guys she's been super fucking cute this week like you don't even know she has two teeth now oh yeah she has teeth two of them we were i I felt the one coming through and then i looked and there was a second one two at once yeah Bottom chompers. Fun fact about Owen. He apparently didn't have teeth until he was like seven. Well, that's silly, but 13 months. I think it may have been longer than that. It was precisely 13 months. Huh. Well, still. (laughs) Way to go, Owen. Way to go, teeth. Way to go, Lily. Way to go, everyone. Way to go, fantasy football. Thanks for listening. I'll probably be back with a guest next week, a special guest in addition to Jen, who's always special. Uh, and uh, everyone have a great week. Good luck. He's just uh, sucking up to me, so I'll keep doing these. And you know what next week is, Jen? The election. You know what next week in fantasy football is, Jen? The nacho party. And? Couple get in. Yeah, that's pretty big. I'm much more concerned about the election. I mean, yeah, that's important, but it's a very... also. This are, it's like well, probably the third most important week in the fantasy football calendar besides the championship week and the kickoff week. I'm I'm excited to talk about that one. Man, who are you going to have as your special guest next week? I'm hoping uh, to spring Gary Nelson uh, into a recording this weekend. Oh, he is the current leader. Yeah, and I'm going to have access to him. I hope you have a long discussion about marital harmony and the impacts of fantasy football. Oh, well, I mean... Everyone in our league is married and I know. facing off. That's why I'm I'm saying. I think I think you really need to develop the content for this next podcast. I think it could be good. Okay, I'll work on that. I have a homework assignment. Anyway, everyone, good night and uh, good luck and farewell. Bye. Bye.